Hi, folks, and welcome to Paranormal Roundtable. I'm your host, Josh Turner, a.k.a. Wolf. And with me, as always, is Armando Salazar, my co-host. Hey, how's it going, everybody? This is Sal. I'm glad to be here with you tonight. Well, I'm glad you're here. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. We're, we're very stoked about the about this uh, show we got here. Today, what we're going to talk about is uh, what we talked about the last show. We talked about the house. Yeah, that house. You had 10 years worth of stuff. Happening. 10 years of creepiness. And then, um, let me tell you, we have a guest on today who's going to talk. He's going to interview uh, about the, his experiences in that house. Yeah, this is this is this is quite interesting because folks you're getting a first hand account that's corroborating what Wolf experienced. A lot of the things. Granted, you know, he's his own person. He probably had his own stuff happen to him. And you'll hear about that in this interview. We sat him down, we talked to him and, and you know, it was it was really good. So right before we get into this, hey, Wolf, you care to plug the email? Sure do. Uh it's Das Wolfman eighty eight at gmail.com doswolfman88 at gmail.com let me spell it out for you d-a-s-w-o-l-f-m-a-n 88 at gmail.com g-m-a-i-l dot com hey everyone just a quick reminder we're not trying to insult anyone's intelligence we just want to make sure that you can send us in your stories we want to we want to hear them we want to read them i mean there's a lot of you out there that don't care to tell them for your own obvious reasons well that's what we're here for we're here to tell your story send them in and we'll get to them as fast yeah, as in other can. words if you have a story just send it to us we don't care if you saw a bigfoot go leaving the heb you know with a bag of groceries tell us the story okay i can't 100 percent guarantee that your story is going to get on the air but if you tell us the story you never know until you send it to us and if you want to correspond i'm open for that um also i'm on facebook Hit me up uh, on Facebook, and uh, I have a Twitter account that we're getting set up. So I- anybody out there who has a story, just let us know. Uh, but we got to get going on this All show. Right, we, yeah. I'm ready. I'm excited. I'm so, going to tell you what. Here we go, folks. Here's our interview with uh, one of the guests that was a resident, or our guest that was a resident at the house. Hey, folks. Oh, hey, before we get started, sorry, I, I need to mention this. Once we get this interview, you guys get to listen to it. We're going to leave, you know, not leave you hanging. We're going to hear some cryptid stories. And Wolf has got dog oh, I got story. some dog man and I, and, I, and I got a big cat sighting. Yeah. Those, um, those so, are... yeah, we're going to do a little cryptids after the uh, the interview. So that big cat, yeah, I, th- I think you're referring to the the Black Panther type. Well, or... I don't know. You're going to have to tune in until I can. Oh, hey, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm ready, brother. I'm ready. Right. All right. So now, hey, let's go into the interview. So, hey, folks, today with us in the studio is one of the residents that lived in that crazy house that uh wolf has all those stories about hey uh care to introduce yourself yeah my name is gary uh, but everybody calls me scorpion awesome hey i like that name hey i just want to ask a few questions about your experiences there you know starting out with the first one it's a simple one you know how many how how many years did you live there Uh, off and on for about seven eight years okay yeah that's plenty of time to have some strangeness happen oh yeah so did it start right away Oh, yeah, it happened like my first night there. Wow, I can only imagine the strangeness. So let's start out with, you know, what was the first thing? I think we we spoke before, and, you know, you mentioned something about a doppelganger. I got to hear that. Yeah, the first night that I was there, I actually had the other room that was in the house. We had a two-bedroom place, and I had the other room, and I slept on a futon. So I went to bed. I woke up my first actual morning there, and... I was getting ready to sit up to go to the bathroom, just like most people do when they first wake up. And I saw a wolf walk right up to my door, turn and give me the what's up nod, turned around and walked and turned towards the kitchen. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I went and I sat up some more, about ready to stand up and go. And as I sit all the way up, before even getting fully out of the futon, he's, I see him, see wolf laying on the couch, still asleep. <laughs> what? So I was like, uh, no, that's not going to work. I laid back down, put the blanket over my head, turned my face towards the wall, and went right back to sleep, just <laughs> trying to figure out if I saw what I think, what I thought I saw. Wow, that must yeah, that must freaked me mind. out because I'd never seen anything like that before. Yeah, it must have blown your mind, huh? Yeah. Ooh, give me chills just to think about that kind of stuff, man. So moving right along, you mentioned the mirror in there. What's your story on that? 
yeah, I mean, every now and again, or quite a few times, actually, when either laying in the living room watching TV or just being in that room that I had before, you would see this little imp-looking thing. I don't know exactly what it is, like four-foot-tall, shadowy creature that would jump in and out of a mirror that we had on the uh, door that led to the water heater. And it would either, like I said, it would jump out and go towards Wolf's room, or we would see it coming from Wolf's room back and jump into the mirror. Wow, that's that's, it's kind of hard to see, but you knew it was there because, like I said, it was it was dark enough to be seen, but you couldn't because of how fast it was moving. You couldn't really make out too many details about it. That's bizarre, man. Yeah, that's also giving me chills too, man. A little creature like that running around. Yeah, that definitely is one of those things that uh, I'm glad I'd never I wasn't there because I know I'd have freaked out probably. Who knows? The more you tell, you know, you've given us some of these stories and incidents that happened to you. The other thing that comes to mind to me when we spoke, you mentioned Wolf's dog. Oh, yeah. Ivan, the bad, bad dog. What's the story on him? One day, we, me and Wolf were laying down in the living room. And the couches uh, the couches were like in an L shape. We, I was watching TV and Wolf had fallen asleep during the show we were watching. And Ivan was in the room that was mine at the time the the other bedroom all of a sudden he we heard i heard him like snarling and grabbing like he was attacking something in that room oh man i went to try and get up and i grabbed a blanket to try and move it but it wouldn't move oh and while trying to get up i kind of swung my arm and pushed the couch that's what woke up wolf wow and i'm trying again to get out he gets up and he gets to the room when he opens the door it, you see Ivan pulling on the blanket like he's got something in his mouth with the blanket, but you also see it covering something. I can't exactly say what the shape looked like. You saw it was like a head and shoulders type thing under there. And when Wolf, like I said, when he fully opened the doors, he rushed in to get to the blanket. It disappeared, and the blanket just kind of fell, and Ivan chilled out right then and there. As soon as that blanket fell, my blanket released. I was able to pull the blanket off and get up finally. Wow, so simultaneously, while you're trying to make it over to Ivan, you could tell there was a shape under the blanket, not really definitive as as, as someone might think, but you were being held down in it, your bed? That's what it seemed like. I couldn't get the blanket off me, like something was pulling on the blanket that was covering me. Oh, wow. And so when Wolf got there, it was just... That's oof. when everything kind of stopped and I was able to get up too, finally. So what did Ivan do after that? Did he settle down? He he kind of sat there looking confused, but he was there still kind of ready to attack, but he that was looking, kind of looking around, but he was still, like I said, hunched over. You still see the hair on the back of his neck kind of standing up. Man, that's Because he didn't know what was going on either. Wow. I would have paid money to see that, but at the same time, just thinking about it gives me the eebie-jeebies. <laughs> oh, man. Some, wow, these stories, I just, I can't get enough. I like listening to these stories. They're just they're so mind-boggling, brother. Yeah. I'm just, wow. That's all I can say is just wow. I'd like to ask a couple questions. It's 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 funny to me because, like, going back to the whole Ivan thing, uh-huh. okay, and I was listening, and I was just like, I remember it a little differently, but, I mean, like, your perception of it is what it is. We both have the same memory, but a little different. I remember, like, you waking me up. Yeah, I pushed on the thing, and it that's what woke you up. Okay, the and then and then I remember like getting up, but the door was already partway open, and I saw the blanket like hovering. That's how I remember it. I remember like just not really pushing the door open though, just like walking toward it, and the door just kind of like moved, and it was almost like if I remember correctly, something was wa- was not walking, but like exited the room at that point, and the blanket falling. It looked like the door. The like, door was partially open. I mean, that's, okay, and it, 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 to me, just my perception was that the door looked like it moved open, and then we rushed into the room, or I did first. Yeah, and then you, you got there first because I And then, then Ivan was just kind of sitting there with with his hair all bristled up, and like he had been attacked. If if that is that is freaky, brother, freaky. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I saw the door partially open. When you got to the door before I did, because I couldn't get up off the couch. Once you opened the door, the blanket kind of fell. But before it, well, I could see before you got in the doorway that something was under it. Mm-hmm. As you pushed it open before you kind of got into the room, then the blanket. As soon as you went into the room, that's when I saw the blanket fall. 
Yeah, I guess I just remember it like we were both there. Like, you know, you said you saw something that you had an angle because when I got up off the couch to to go, I kind of ended up on like maybe one like more to my left. And you might have had a better angle at that point to see what was in the room. And you saw a shape where I did not. I actually just saw the blanket. I'm not going to lie, folks. I actually saw the blanket in midair. That really happened. I'm not making that up. And this is not no nonsense. The other thing I was going to touch on, though, which we, which Armando, you know, you didn't actually get to touch on this. The incident in the closet. Oh, yeah. That's uh, the way the way things were. We had so many uh, roommates. Well, at, at that one time, time, I think we had the, 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 that apartment was made or not apartment. It was like a townhome, whatever. It was made for four people, maybe five. And, and I think we pushed it with five. So I think at that point we had five. And so you ended up in my closet <laughs> in the yeah, closet. Really huge walk-in closet. It was big. Yeah. It was a big closet folks. It was about half the size of the master be- bedroom and the master bedroom probably took up a third of that apartment. If you think, you know, other than the closet. Yeah. So that master bed, it was way oversized. It was weird the way that closet was made, but you had a double bed in there. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember take me through take me through what you remember, how you remember that, because I don't want to lead you. I just want you to talk to tell it. I went to bed and you were already asleep. You were asleep on a rare occasion, like on your side, facing away from the closet. I went and I laid down. I had my feet towards you, towards the door of the closet, and my head towards the back of the closet. And just as I fell asleep, or about to fall asleep, I should say, I heard you calling my name and asking me if I had just if I shook your uh, shook you awake, tried to wake you up, or whatever. I said no. I, I've been laying down right here. And I guess I don't know if you thought nothing of it and went back to sleep. But as I was laying there, just about as just as I was about to fall asleep again. Something shook my foot, so I sat up thinking it was you trying to retaliate, thinking that I was lying to you or something. But there was nothing there. You were still laying on the bed. Yeah. So and, I, and we weren't actually that close to one another. No. Like, you were several feet across the room, and my bed was across. But I just remember thinking, how did he do that <laughs> that quickly yeah, and then I go back? And the and, same thing. And this went on probably about three or four times. Three or four times. After we'd go to sleep. And then I finally, you know, was like, dude, you know, and then you were like, I'm not touching you. And then we had an argument yeah. ensued. It didn't, it was brief, but there was an argument. And then yeah, I just like, went and I. After the third time, you stopped laying on your side and you laid on your back. Yeah, I don't remember side, back, whatever. You you are also uh, very good with details and things like that. Yeah. Like, you are very good with that. That's one thing about you. You have a what I don't know what the word would be propensity maybe to rem- to recall events and you've always had a very stout memory and now I know that in this situation here I would actually trust your memory better than mine yeah. because I know that you are good with details but one thing that I I remember specifically about that event was that Ivan was scratching on the door of the room yeah he and, was trying to get into the yeah room. and I let him in. And as soon as you let him into but the But I think room, it was your idea, though. Like you said, hey, let's let Ivan in. And then he came in, and instinctively he sat in between us. Yeah. And as soon as he laid between us, all of that stopped. It stopped. Ivan kind of worked as a guardian, if you will, from these things. When things would mess with us, he would growl, and he would try. Poor guy. He would try to defend. You know, he would try. And then we had a German Shepherd, too, and he – I don't want to say I don't know how you say he like he was tormented by these things like you would hear him yelp and maybe he was more sensitive. I mean, but whereas Ivan was a lot tougher, for lack of better words. Yeah, well, I think that Caesar was a very he was a very sensitive dog. I guess you should say I don't know he was sensitive. Like he would bark and growl, and people that we had that would come and house sit or dog sit or whatever when I had to go and travel and do stuff they would report like he would be outside when he would go outside he would whine or something like he would yelp like something was messing with him and he would get up and like go toward the wall when we didn't see things like he was trying to attack something and I felt sorry for him I think that 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 whatever it was was there you know I think maybe just maybe because he was a German shepherd I don't know he was a very rambunctious puppy and it seemed like <clears throat> he was 
like it messed with him. You know what I mean? That's a big possibility. I mean, you you hear about dogs, cats, all of them seeing things that people can't see. And shoot, there's a ton of videos on YouTube that that have people you know recorded that stuff. So that's what I, that's what I would bet on. Is that your observation, Scorpion? Or what are you? What are your thoughts on the whole dogs? You saw the the way the cats and dogs would react. Oh yeah, I mean I had the dogs, Ivan or the German Shepherd or even the Miss Kitty, who still lives here with us. Now they would see things, and we would see them looking around like they are seeing something there that's not there, especially like up in a corner somewhere. That's Miss Kitty being, uh, sorry, Miss Kitty being a dog, not a cat. We had two cats, but there, she was a puppy that we had rescued. But you said something very strange. You said Miss Kitty lives here with us. Miss Kitty's she died in the summertime, dude. So are you still seeing her here? No. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> Just a little slip of the tongue. That's okay. But hey, we're we're all here telling the story. Lay it on us, brother. No, it's uh, get, I'm still used to her being around, even though she's yeah. no longer here. Well, you know what, folks? I, I I personally have not witnessed this, but been a couple people who've said that since she passed away, that they've actually seen something a little white, furry something running around. And my brother's one of them. He he's seen it in the corner of his eye. I I think that. Cause she lived in that house for so long. I think it traumatized her cause she was so weird and skittish. And when I had moved up here, up North to start my business out at the lake, my mother took care of her for about two years. And she reported that she was just scared pins and needles. And we weren't the kind of people that were, we didn't strike them. You know, we weren't like, we didn't discipline them like that, you know? So there was no reason for her to be the way she was other than maybe, you know, what had happened to her in that house because we would come home, the kennel, she'd be in the kennel and she'd just be shaking and have peed on herself. And dogs don't usually pee in their own kennel. Yeah, that it has to be something really traumatic to get them, for that to happen to them. So I think that that whatever was there in that house had an a, an adverse effect on the animals if not the word might be perverse effect it was it was it was there was something evil there and and if i don't know if gary your memory of a guy i'm not going to say his name because we don't have permission but he worked with me and he was a spiritualist oh yeah yeah you remember and that place that we worked at i want to do a segment on that eventually too but the, he told us you know that there were was more than just ghosts in that house there were demons possibly that were coming through that portal yeah. now we did have different psychics like i said that were coming you know through and, they, and there were a couple that were just like yeah your house is haunted see you later there's nothing we can do about it take care of that goodbye and there's nothing they they didn't do anything for us no yeah and then we had a ghost hunter from san antonio come down and dance around the house and waving his hands and saying spirits of light or, or some mentiras. And I'm like, I'm not seeing that dude. I'm seeing the other ones. I'm seeing the bad stuff, but I'm not so much seeing the spirits of light that you're talking about. You know, these, these good fairies or whatever that you're talking. Was he like dancing around banging a tambourine or something? Maybe pots and pans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, possibly. I don't, I don't know what, like we got nothing out of those people no no nothing at all no and it was there was no peace there to me and i guess this is the question i want to ask you in front of the whole audience that what was the most striking incident that you remember i mean because you were there for a couple others like when the light fixture and some other things that oh yeah that one kind of freaked me out but the most for me the most striking one was actually the incident with ivan in the room that that's what I was gonna yeah. say. The one that, with you involved. Oh yeah. Did you witness the shadows too? Besides the the thing that was jumping in out of the mirror. For me, the closest the closest thing to that that I had to that is when I had when I was uh, sleeping in that other room. Mm-hmm. I would lay there in the dark. That's had, that's what I was. And trying, I had yeah. stickers like glow in the dark star stickers up on the ceiling. Explain to them what that was. Uh, like I said, I if I had some downtime, I'd be in my room, lights off, and just, just so I can enjoy these stickers. They're in there because it was cool. And every now and again, you'd see a sticker like blink out and then come back on. And then, like, on the other side of the room, another one would go out 
That's what I meant, like by shadows. Like, so that wasn't, you didn't see the shadow people that we witnessed, some of us witnessed. I think I saw maybe three in that house, um, which in over 10 years, that's not a lot, but other people did. And yeah. the stickers, as he's talking about, if I remember correctly, were you had the solar system up on your, on your, on your ceiling? Yeah. I actually, yeah, I had the solar system set up in my room okay. using the light. I remember the, you the did that, and that sun. was actually pretty cool to look at. Yeah. Unless you're laying there in your room in the dark and something's covering them up, then yeah. <laughs> I guess it's not covering them up individually. Is that is that what you're saying? Yeah, indiv- individual stickers would go out from one side of the room on one side of the room, then the other. It's not like something was like waving its arm around it and I'd see a whole section go out. It'd be like one one star would blink out and then come back on. Another one on the other side of the room would co- go out and come back on. Yeah, I remember and that. I had a few of them set up in like a comet trail. And some of the stars in the middle of that would go out one at a time and come back on. And then it just, like I said, it was one side of the room to the other. It's like something was moving and covering a cer- certain stars here and there. Yeah, on I remember wall, you saying ceiling. that. But it's not like something was just waving around or whatever. I didn't see whole sections going out. It was just like one at a time. Okay. So I have a question for you about that. T- touching on the whole doppelganger thing. Do you remember our roommate, Pete? Yeah. Okay. And I and I Pete say I, he he listens to the show. You shout out to you. He he's up there in Colorado and and a good friend of mine. Oh yeah. And he lived with us at that place for a for a couple years I think off and on. But then he lived in this place for a while. Yeah. He reported a strange incident, and you were living with us at the time that it happened. It was uh, me, you, and and I think Diablo and Squid or somebody. We'd all gone downtown. Oh and, yeah, yeah. And yeah, and yeah, so yeah. Pete. He when we get home, he's awake, and he was supposed to be at work early in the morning, so he couldn't go with us. And he, when we get home, <clears throat> it was like he was up and he was distraught. And when we asked him why he was up so early, because he didn't have to get up for a couple more hours, which wasn't like him to not get his sleep. Yeah, he actually said that he thought that Diablo had gone into his room a couple hours after we had left, and he was like, "Wow, they're back early," and woke him up. And he said that he babbled something and then walked out of the room. So he woke up, <clears throat> couldn't go back to sleep, so he came out into the living room to see what we were doing because he heard talking. And when he came out into the living room, there was nothing. No, everything was off. So he just ended up staying up. And so when we got home, he was, yeah. Yeah, he was up. He was tired, but he was, like, a little scared or something. Like, Yeah. It, it unnerved him. I don't want to say scared, but I want to yeah. say that's not my, you know. I would have been tripping out, too. That's just that's just really bizarre right there. Well, I guess everybody that lived there at some point had something weird happen to them. And I know that you, over the years, we had a lot of weird things that would happen to us. Uh, another thing were dreams. I know that, that that I had a lot of weird dreams. And you would say that you would have dreams, but you couldn't remember them. But you knew that they were bad. Yeah. Yeah. And so, anyways, that that pretty much uh, wraps up our interview, and I appreciate you coming on. And um, yeah, not a problem. Yeah. So, folks, just a witness that that uh, watched these things happen. That you know that experienced these things. Yeah. Uh, a lot of other little things too: knocking on the wall, knocking on the walls, TVs coming off and on, off and on, water faucets, water off, faucets coming off, off and, and on. on. But but just to clarify though, like I told Armando in, in the last show we did, it wasn't the Amityville horror. You know, it wasn't no. you know Clive Barker Hellraiser or whatever, flying books and junk like that. Like you see Hollywood do nothing like that. No, wasn't no nothing, no. nothing like that. A tornado in the middle of the house, maybe or something <laughs> like that. No, nothing like that. Closest thing that I've seen to something like that was. He had a case of knives, and knives would fall out oh, yeah. of that case, yeah, for no reason. And those things—that's something that we'll talk to my brother about because he had his own set of experiences there. One last thing, we were going to stop, but I wanted to ask you one last thing. You remember our ro- one roommate in particular uh, from Louisiana? I'm oh, not yeah. going to get into his name, but because I don't, I didn't get permission. I haven't talked to him about it, but being outside when we would oh, come yeah. home after because he, he had he had his own incident and ever since that incident he would he would never go into the house by himself he would always sit outside and wait until we got home and go in with us yeah absolutely 
Yeah, he it just unnerved him that much that he didn't like being inside the house by himself. So did he ever give a detailed description of what happened to him? Which one? Oh, you mean there were several? Yeah, I, th- I think that, that several things happened to him. When we get into the interview with my brother, uh, the, which is the next interview, the next next episode, I will touch on that maybe, or he can touch on that because it happened. The same thing happened to both of them, but separately. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk about that. I'm just gonna leave it at there. Wow, wow! I can't wait to hear that. Well, you're gonna have to wait. Okay, that's just how life is. Learn patience, Armando. Okay, I'm sorry, Sal. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, that's all we have for, for the interview. We're going to talk some cryptids, and we're going to get it going with that. And I appreciate you coming to our makeshift studio here, Gary, and uh, you have a pleasant day. Yeah, y'all too. Thanks for having me. No problem. <sighs> wow. that Wow, that's a lot to take in. Man, I got to say it again. You know, that was our guest, Scorpion. Gosh, my God. that I, I'm speechless. I've never met anyone let alone two or three people that can corroborate all kinds of weirdness happening in a house they lived in i mean this is crazy yeah, and a lot My more a lot more than that a lot more people than that i mean i still got you know some guys that, that came and went you know that had a story that were texting me you know about it just just earlier today we, you know we i threw it out there you know and i asked them anybody wanted to bring their story on and maybe at a later time i could tell it It'll be an ongoing thing. As we get the stories, we'll tell them. Yeah, I um, think that's a good idea for us to th- – this house is, is – is, there's too much attached too much to it. Too much information. I, I did an entire show about it, and that's probably going to be the only show that's going to be the – you know, that all that whole show is going to be ghosts. Um, but like we said, we're going to mix it up with some cryptids. Oh, hey, I'm always ready yeah, for that. Ca- catch your breath, right? Get, catch your breath, breathe. You look okay. like you're, you're, you're like. Oh, I'm stuck, man. I'm yeah. like, I'm like chomping this, at this the train bit. Train is to moving, this one, man. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, this train is moving. It. We got some cryptids here. Well, uh, as you know, because I talked a little bit about it earlier, uh, uh, Sal. There's a lake outside of this area where we live i'm not going to give any description because i just we've just decided we can't be too descriptive about these locations um but someone gave me a story and it was one that my wife was really intrigued by and she's like you got to tell that story well it was one of those that got buried in my notebook when i was talking to vic and like if you're vic if you're listening uh i'm not holding out on you i just didn't (laughs) it didn't i didn't have it at the time of the the last show but uh yeah i want to tell this one um, this happened to these people, um, back in the early two thousands there, uh, in again, the guy that told me the story was his in-laws, um, which would have been his mother, his wife's uh, family. They owned a lake house. Oh, wow. And, nice. uh, they went out there, they being he and his wife, uh, went out to this lake house to, um, have a little getaway for the weekend or whatever. They would go up there for the weekend and, um, they said that the, the, the first night they were out there, they, they went out. There's like a, I guess, a uh, pier, you know, that they uh-huh. had a little, yeah, a little dock, little dock whatever. or whatever. And they went out there and they were like swimming and then they did a little bit of fishing and they were doing whatever. And he said All that every, every, stuff every yeah, normal stuff, everything was fine. The day went by. He said it was very romantic. Oh. He said about the second day, though, <clears throat> that they were out there, they were supposed to be out there for four days because it was a long weekend. Uh, got out there on a Friday, oh, come yeah. back on a Monday type thing. Okay. Well, um, Saturday went off without a hitch. Well, early Sunday morning, they heard scratching uh, at the door. And okay. they had a dog that was with them. I believe they said it was a golden retriever. And this dog just w- was trying to stay in one of the back bedrooms under the bed. And they couldn't get it to come out. And they didn't know what the heck was going on with this dog. And um, so anyway, um, they they hear this scratching at, and they thought that the dog had gotten out. Well, they go and they and they it's you know in the morning like I mean a morning like he said it was still dark like five or six in oh, the morning okay, yeah. yeah before sunup yeah well when because we talked personally and he said that it was it was still uh, whatever so he said that he heard they heard this noise and it was probably five or six a.m. in the morning and he said he was like well maybe the dog either wants to go out or the dog is out but he did say it sounded like it was outside oh so when he went to look. He didn't see anything. And he said there was this big deck and they had these two uh, doors, these two glass doors um, with the glass paneling, you know, and mm-hmm. then they have the trim around them. And oh, so, okay. Yeah. Uh, and so French doors or were they actual glass? Doors? No, they were doors, but with the with the wood paneling and then the glass pane in the middle of them, you know, okay, French and, doors, and yeah. if, I guess is what you'd call them. And then they, and he said there was like a, a handle, one of those handle 
um, not not, not a, a doorknob, yeah, knob. like a handle, like you know. He described because I asked him to be very descriptive about the 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 the, the, the doors, or whatever. And this guy was very uh, matter of fact about it. It had happened, you know, ten years before, but it, he remembered it like it was yesterday. A lot of times, people just they don't forget things yeah, like this. Things like, yeah. Well, he he goes let the dog out or whatever it was, and he told the dog, "Come on," and he and, and he he didn't say the dog's name, but he he called it, called it, and the dog wouldn't come out. And he thought, "Well, why was the dog scratching?" And he said he was half asleep, so he went back upstairs and went to bed. Well. He heard this scratching uh, noise again, and then they they felt something bump the side of the house of of the bedroom where they were sleeping, and they were the only ones there. And uh, next next closest neighbors were a couple miles, so he was like, "I don't know what this could have been. It was large, whatever it was, and it bumped the house." And that was at, right after he had gone back to bed, about an hour after he'd gone back to bed, and he said that it was almost daylight at that point. And so him and his wife uh, both woke up and they were like, what was that? And so they wake up and, and then they go for a hike. Okay. Oh, Later on. Yeah. In the, in, in, but the dog just would not come out of that back bedroom. They didn't know what was going on. They go for this hike and they hear something in, uh, in the woods. Like it's paralleling them. Like they can hear the leaves crunching and, and sticks. And breaking sticks break, yeah. And they knew it was large. And so his wife got scared. Oh, and okay. they had had this property <clears throat> for about 20 years. In the family? So, yeah, and, his, and and at this point, I think he said that he was in his 30s when he told me this story. I asked him his age. So this they must have been in their mid-20s when oh, this happened. One, so yeah. this is most of her life she knew this property. Oh, okay. And uh, she did, She said there was nothing that would be that large that could be uh, making that kind of noise. So that they it was freaky. They they went for a hike, and, and they, they thought something was following them. They thought they heard something run across the trail behind them. They looked. They didn't see anything. So they go back, and then he he's he's grilling later on that evening. They're grilling some some food, whatever, and uh, he leaves the 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 grill, the deck, or whatever, for a minute to go back inside, and 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 he's talking to his wife. They hear the grill get tumped over, oh, get knocked over. So he runs back out onto the deck, and and the grill has been pulled, and it's like the the charcoal, everything is like knocked down. Uh, he wow. said it wasn't a large pit. It was just enough for him and his wife, you know, that they right, right. That they had a smaller pit and then a bigger one for people, but that that was just for like two people, yeah. a smaller one. So something had snatched it and pulled the meat, had fallen down off of the, and the meat was gone. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So whatever it was, reached up, grabbed whatever. I'm, I'm assuming in my mind that something had reached up and grabbed, uh, if this is what we're thinking it is, you know, yeah. and that it had pulled it and grabbed the meat and was out of there. Well, that freaked them out, and they're like, okay, I guess we're not going to be eating. <laughs> I guess we're going to be making food inside. And they started to talk about it. They're like, well, there's a lot of weird things that are going on this weekend. It's like something is there. Well, they went. They tried to go for a swim that evening, um, and I believe that, that it was, uh, I think he said either Labor Day weekend or Memorial weekend, one of those, something one like of those that. holiday weekends. Yeah, and I got to go back and look, but I think it was Memorial weekend, and he said that it was warm, and so they decided to go for a swim. Mm -hmm. And when they went out there to go for the swim, his wife actually saw something large, uh, dark, move through the, the brush and come toward the bank. And oh, she wow. said that she saw what she thought was a wolf. Wow. And she said, honey, what is that? And, and the water where they were swimming, it wasn't real deep. She said it was like, a, like up to their chest. And, and they were like, whoa, what was that? And he looked and he saw like a tail or something turning and going back into the woods. Correct. But it was really large. And at that point, he was like, oh, my God, was that a wolf? Like, what was that? Oh, and she said, honey, maybe that's what has been bumping around the house. You know, maybe there's a, a wolf. And he's like. So that finally clicked with him. That well. Potentially the scratching, the the door the, handle, all that Well, no, stuff. no, no. The door handle, that, that didn't even happen yet. Oh. That, that you know, Yeah, handle? that's the scratching. Yeah. Oh, okay. The door handle, the, the, the thing about the door, I was telling you about the door. Uh-huh. Yeah. We're getting ahead of ourselves here. Oh, okay. So anyways, so what ended up happening was. Uh, they go back up to the, to the house or whatever, and then that evening they're deciding to they decided to to watch TV, whatever, watch a movie, whatever, romantic weekend, yeah, just I guess. Relaxing, yeah. They're drinking a glass of wine, and they hear a loud pop come from outside, and like it was like a boom, like a pop, whatever, boom. And so not a firecracker though, right? They didn't know what it was. It wasn't a firecracker from the way he described it. He said it was like something hit the house, like a oh. like a loud pop, boom, boom, thud. And he's like, that's it. You know, whatever this is, is starting to, to tick me off. So he he had a pistol and he said that he was Texas folks. Everybody's got a pistol. You know, I think here in Texas where we, we learn how to 
to to walk and then we learn how to shoot or maybe the other way around i don't know yeah, but that, that one will always remain up to debate but either way in the end by the time you're walking and talking it's it, especially probable. if you're country people like yeah. we are then that's what happens well this guy walked out uh off, off out of the deck and he said that he caught a glimpse of something large and black walking into the tree line and he said that it was massive uh he estimated it around eight feet and he said that it was dark. Now, they did have a uh, a light that would come on, um, a security light or whatever yeah. that would come on. One of those motion-type lights? Motion detect, yeah, motion sensor light. Well, he said a security light. I guess that's what that is. Mm-hmm. And and so this came on, but he it didn't illuminate the area of the side of the house where this thing had gone. All Into he saw it. was the back of it, and it was a little after dusk. Wow. And he said that it was on. It was bipedal. Wow! And he said, now at that point, that's when he realized they weren't dealing with a normal creature. This was not a wolf. Uh, did not know what it was. We don't have bears in and Texas. And he, but but he did get a good look at it a little later on. They both were were in the kitchen, and they look out the window, and they see something standing by the tree line um, on the different side of the property, just outside of range of the motion light. Oh, wow. And so he said this thing was just looking at him. It was standing there. And he said that they got a good look at it. The chest had a whitish gray color. And the rest of it was black, like uh, around the uh, the body of it. Everything was black. Wow. And uh, they he said that they could see it just on, on the corner of the property. Now, he did say that there was a light, a small light, that, that like uh, uh, like the lights you string or whatever, the string lights uh, uh-huh. with the bulbs or whatever. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. I forgot like what he called Party lights is what he yeah, called them. Yeah, he yeah. said that there were a string of party lights. So, so this thing was illuminated a little bit by that, but it wasn't close enough for the uh, for the main light to catch what this was. Wow. So he said that that he at that point he said that is something unholy. What? What? <laughs> and he told me that he said it was unholy. I don't know what that was. Uh, my my uh, my wife freaked out. She was like, "Oh my gosh, what is that?" He said it was a good eight feet tall. It was large. It was big. And it was just standing there staring at him through the window. And then it, it just, he said it got down on all fours and turned and just slowly, uh, didn't, didn't move quickly, just turned and slowly walked. And she's like, his wife had gone, you know, kind of into shock, you know, and he's, he's trying to find a phone, uh, to, oh, to try wow. to take a little picture of it. Yeah. Oh, and he's like, I'm okay. going to try, I'm going to try and snap a photo of, or uh, not a phone, a camera. He said they had a camera, and he's like, I was trying to find the camera to take a photo of this, and then, and then it, it disappeared. He goes, but it was there for a few seconds as we observed it. Wow. And so he, while, while he's trying to find the phone, it just it, 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 his wife was looking, watching the thing, you know, and she said, hey, it just turned slowly. It didn't uh, run or anything. It just, it, it, I guess you're, I guess what I'm taking from this is that when it turned to walk away it wasn't in a hurry it just lost interest said eh yeah it I'm wasn't it wasn't guys. in a hurry to leave i don't think it really it, it wasn't a, it wasn't afraid and, and you know what i know and you know this too from interviewing people that that a lot of times these creatures they don't give a darn about us well, they don't really care i can tell you right now i've gotten so many stories that they they don't like run away from us they're not afraid of us either i've heard people say the most ridiculous things about they think that they're not afraid of us i can tell you right now um, they, they move at their own pace and, and, yeah. you know, a lot of times I believe that, uh, they do know though, I think what cameras and guns are. I believe I, that. I, I have to Yeah. And he that. said he was trying to, to, to grab a, a camera that they had. He went to, you know, grab it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was gone. And the wife had, was just like standing there. She couldn't move. She was still in shock. Huh? Well, she, she, but, but she did describe, she said it just walked back in the woods. Like it didn't have a care in the world. Wow. So he said that that really unnerved her. And she said, let's go. We got to leave in the morning. We're going to go, you know? Oh, wow. And they had been drinking that night. So they, you know, and she's yeah, like, and they were, and they were, and they were kind of afraid about just going and trying to get pack up and then go out at night you know so yeah. uh they were going to skip the last day of their uh little, oh, their little trip vacation there. thing yeah there. so what ended up happening was they 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 finally went to bed she said he said that, that they went to bed really late um they finally got to sleep and then what ended up happening was they woke up i guess he said it was like two in the morning or something like that when they finally dozed off i, I believe that's what he said he said about an hour hour and a half later which i would assume is three thirty. That that they he woke up, uh, went to the kitchen to grab some grab a drink of water, and t- and use the bathroom, and um, he sees this thing, oh. like walk by the window and go toward the deck, and he said that it freaked him out, and he dropped the glass into the sink, breaking it. Oh wow! 
And he backed up and was like, oh, my gosh. He said it walked right by him. He Ooh. saw the side view of it. He said it had a humongous snout, um, wolf-like head, pointy ears, uh, quintessential dog man, if yeah. you and me know that what that is. And then he heard, boom, 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 like this thing had gotten onto the deck. <laughs> oh, wow. So he grabs his pistol, which was literally right there on the counter. And like he said, at this point, he was walking around with it, you know, mm-hmm. and he says that he stood there for a minute in between the living room uh, and the kitchen because the way he described, once he comes out of the living room, right there to his right are those two, as you say, French doors yeah. with the glass panels. So if it's on the deck, it's going to be standing right there. So he's yeah. psyching himself up to confront this thing because he, he, he knew it was on the deck. Holy Jesus Christ. So he... Eventually, he just he says, you know what? I counted one, one thousand, two, one thousand, three, one thousand. He goes, I got to five, and I just walked out. And I, and he said, I turned to the right, and he's like, and and sure enough, this thing was standing right in front of those two doors. He said it was standing right in front of him, and he literally began shaking. And he said he had the pistol, and he said that this creature, and this is something we've heard many times, yeah, from others. Then it looked down at that pistol, then looked back up at him, and then it narrowed its eyes. Now I asked him. I said, "What do you mean?" He said, "Like you know, when somebody becomes angry, yeah. like you look at you with a, with an angry look." And he said that it it peeled its lips back, like, uh, like he said, it's uh, uh I don't want to say lips because that's my word. <laughs> he said that it peeled its uh, mouth right, it back, its like teeth. to where the teeth. Yeah, but the way he said it was like he's like he's like its mouth peeled back. Oh wow! Where the teeth were showing, and it just kind of looked at him like, "Go ahead." And he said that it tapped on the glass, literally. Uh, he said that, that it took one hand and just kind of went like tapped on the glass and, and, and then, sh- and then reached over and he said, I couldn't believe it. He, he said, this was the most you know crazy thing. He said, they had a lot of intelligence that it just kind of slowly moved the handle back and forth and that he was standing there. And then he thought, I have my wife here. It's me. There's nobody else out here. I, I, I'm going to have to protect. You know, yeah, we're going to protect in 20, 30 minutes before. You oh, man. And, and, and you know, and, and he, you know, he was like, you know, I, we had been drinking the night before he goes, but I wasn't drunk He goes, I was sober at this point And I was I was terrified. And he said that, like, you know, there was not much standing between him and this creature uh, glass, glass panel. Yeah. What's that going to do? I mean, <laughs> yeah. this thing's going to come busting through if it wants to come busting through. But it was almost like I'm checking the handle. Oh, okay. You lock the handle. Mm -hmm. And he said that he wanted to lift the gun and point at it, but he said he just kind of kept the gun pointing down and he moved it toward the front of his waist Mm -hmm. and it looked at at the gun and then it kind of took two steps back and then looked left to right. And then it just jumped off the porch. Now I asked him, I said, it jumped off the deck. He, I said, did it did it just leap like it was, you know, because I've heard that. He said it just literally just jumped like over the, the from railing. From standstill? Yeah, from the railing and just jumped over, kind of like put its, uh, he said it had arms. Yeah. That one of its arms down on, on the rail and then just kind of leaped over it like one of us would do to jump a fence or something, you know? Yeah, low fence, yeah. But it just did it with one hand and then it was like crunch, crunch off into the woods. It was gone. Wow. And so they had a very uh, restless night, um, him and his wife. um she had come down the stairs, you know, because he just was still standing there and stunned. And she finally came down and was like, hey, what's going on? And uh, he turned and said, uh, I just had something crazy happen. And so they sat there until the morning. And then they had to literally pull the dog out of the back bedroom. It was still uh, under there? Well, it had stayed the whole time, and, and oh, like wow. in the back, wouldn't eat, wouldn't do anything. It was scared. And, and, and so they, they stuck it in the uh, car or whatever, and then they um, they left. Wow. So that that story was pretty crazy, and uh, yeah, that 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 one kind of grabs you by the by the hairs there. Yeah, I mean, when you think about that, I mean, we're not here claiming that we're experts on all things. Not cryptid, at all. No, paranormal all. UFOs. No, we're not. You know this this story right here. Every you know this is I've never heard you tell this story ever. No, you know, and well, just, no, no, this this story was one that, that we, we talked a little bit about it before the you show mentioned it, mentioned it. Yeah. No, but this was the one that me. my wife wanted me to tell. She was like, that's a good one. You know, you got to tell that one. And, you know, after the show with Vic, I, I had dumped so many stories on him. I was like, oh, man, I should have told that one. But yeah. like I said, I went through and I found a few others that uh, 
had been buried you know, in, in the notes that you got in the right? archives. Yeah, oh, wow. buried in my little archives of notes, or whatever. Wow, because but that, this one was one was one that I definitely wanted to tell is a Texas one. And folks, you I'm gonna be I'm gonna be here. telling you some stories over the next uh, however many episodes. Uh, but we're gonna move on now from Dogman. Um, I know you wanted to. Yeah, I just wanted to ask you one question. You know, before we move on to some other ones, because I know you could, we could we, just on this story alone, we could spend hours on just trying to analyze all the stuff but the part that gets me the most is that it noticed he had a firearm mm-hmm. and the second kind of like when the guy that we interviewed yeah, from the like, ranch yeah, where that exactly. same thing happened yeah yeah i mean I, that's they the know thing. what these things are i've heard that so many times like i hear that a lot and because of texas encounters and like i said folks me and armando kind of talk about it but everybody's strapped yo yeah so here <laughs> in texas i think the dog men have become accustomed to People carrying firearms, and so they're like, we know what those are, you know. To me, that lends credence to the fact that these creatures have, if they don't have human-level intelligence, it's just a a hair below that. It's close. It's a hair below that. And and, and that that in and of itself, like I've told you before many times we've talked in the past, I mean, that's a scary thought. You got the weapons of a wolf. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You've always stressed that. You've said that. You've got the weaponry of a wolf with the mind of a human. With the mind of a human, and in that right there, that that is just it's, it's scary, you know. And then to add to that, it, it tapped on the glass and tried the door, whereas it's strong enough to just bust through the glass. But it tries the door. I mean, that right there tells <laughs> so me so creepy. Thing. Yeah. That was the linchpin when I read it to my wife. She was like, oh, my gosh, go back to that part. And yeah. I was like, it grabbed the door handle. To test it, huh? Yeah. And was looking. He said it never broke eye contact. Like, wow. it was staring right through him. And, and he said it was like, this thing was like, I, if this door is unlocked. Yeah. The, the way it sounds. Now, I don't know what sounds to you. The way it sounds to me was like. If this door is unlocked, you die. If it's locked and you're smart enough to be you know, just to at least try, yeah. I'm gonna let you go. Because here's Th- that's almost how it sounded. I don't know. I I don't know. Like, it, I would agree. I I actually not would. You know what? I do agree with you on that. And a side note to that, I mean, as a testament to their intelligence, it knew enough to test the door handle. Whereas it probably I, it has to know it's strong enough to bust those doors. Hey, oh, no absolutely, problem, right? yeah. But this. This this right here is called discretion. That thing exercised discretion because it, for all we know, if if they are this higher level thinking creature, which I'm a believer, mm-hmm. that's my position. Many that they people are, believe that. They still keep that code that we want to stay under the radar. Radar, don't go busting through. Exactly. That that brings up a story that uh, I had discussed with Vic. Um, and I believe it was in a newspaper um, in Los Angeles, but don't quote me on that, folks, because I don't. You know, sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll you get, get stories. so much stuff. I'm surprised yeah, you're I, able to keep up with I, it. It's all. hard, and I'll read, and I'll be like, "Oh man, that's crazy." This is something that I had read, and that me and Vic had talked about. There was a story of a wolf-like creature w- that was inside someone's house, and it broke out through the window. And when the when the county sheriffs came, um, that they had checked. There was no signs of forced entry, but, but there it, was a sign of forced exit. exit yeah. So oh, wow. it, it might have gotten in through an unlocked door. Now, I've heard stories of these things coming through on some shows. I don't remember which one, but there was something that was trying to come through the doggy door, and it got halfway through and got stuck. Yeah. Now, I'm going to be real honest with you folks. I know this may sound crazy, but if something is halfway through my doggy door, I'm going to take a, a, a gun and start shooting. Now, if I don't shoot, and I have whatever I have available, I'll take a ball pin hammer and I'll take my chances beating this thing to death in the head. That's just me because I don't want to die. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Because people are like, I just stood there and I was terrified and I watched it happen. Why would you do that? If it gets through, you're gone. That's why it's trying to get through. But if you fight back, at least you have some chance. Now, would I try to fight one of these things in the open field? There's no way. There's no no way. You know what I was thinking, though, folks? And I'm not a a kill person. I don't believe we should go out there and kill these creatures. What I'm saying, though, is if it's breaking into your house, I don't care who you are. You could be Ed McMahon trying to give me a a check for whatever. For a bazillion dollars. And I don't care. (laughs) If you're you're breaking in and you're you're crawling through my doggy door like a zombie, then you're going to get beamed in the head. Yeah. But I'll say this. Having been a junk food person at one time and being and having letting myself get overweight now, um, I would say this. It almost sounded like 
you know, you go to open a bag of chips and sometimes a bag of chips is kind of hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, is this even worth it? Yeah. You know what? I'll just grab this bag and I'll open it. It's a lot easier. Yeah. Maybe it just decided that, you yeah. know what? It didn't feel like, it didn't feel man. like tearing something in to get to its yeah, food. So. Because, you know, it, that right there, <laughs> you know, me. says that to me screams, it's thinking ahead. It doesn't want to be seen. So that that's just the biggest thing that sticks out in my mind about that. And like I said, we could go on. But those cat stories you were talking about, I mean, the, the cryptid yeah. cats, not regular cats or, or the known mainstream science big cats. We're talking about cryptid cats. For us in Texas, you hear a lot of it about the Black Panthers. Well, you said. And you know that there's an area outside of my hometown where we get, and I will get into these creatures on another show. Um Today, though, I'm just going to tell you, uh, I got a cryptid cat story that, that might might sound kind of sound kind of creepy. Um, this one was like it, it was in, it was in a place not in a small community um, outside of where my hometown of Taylor, Texas was near the San Gabriel River. I'll just give you that much. Right. There have been legends of these cats for a long time. Anybody that knows my hometown and knows that region there. There was a farmer that was a I guess my friend's. I guess he would be my friend's girlfriend's uh, grandfather. And he had some uh, some activity going on on his farm. Now, he had a couple animals that had been snatched. Oh, wow. um, they were goats. They had been killed, and they were torn up pretty bad. And it, he suspected that it was a cougar. Because oh, okay. the the tracks, you right, can see the, the tracks without the the. Now, if anybody knows dog tracks, wolf tracks, canine tracks, they have. The, you'll see the paw, you'll see the claws on there because they're yeah. not able to retract them. Whereas whereas cats, cats don't walk them. with their claws out; it's they're retractable. Yeah. So it's just those pads. And but he said that they were humongous; they were gigantic. Oh. And that one day, uh, he was out on his porch and he was getting ready to call it a night. And he saw in the distance a black, a large black cat leap over uh, the barbed wire fence and just start running onto the property, kind of trotting. Uh-huh. Um, and the but way this was a big cat, like well, no, and that's the thing. I mean, the way he described it, he uh-huh. said that as he got closer and closer until it was about six, 50, 60 yards out, then he saw that this thing was not a uh, it wasn't a kitty cat. It was. Mm-hmm. He said, "If you took an average-sized puma, which is what they call them, pumas right, or mountain lion, he said, uh, yeah, or, or catamount or mountain lion, wherever you're from, he, he called it a puma. He said this thing was black, pitch black, had yellow glowing eyes. You could see the eyes, which was a weird glow color, almost like when he shined the light, it stopped. Right. Once it got about forty yards out, and he said that he could tell, but fifty, sixty yards out, that it was almost twice the size of what he would call a full-grown puma. Oh, wow." Now I asked him, <clears throat> and, and and like I asked, you know, the story. The the the, the guy that told me the story was his. You know, like I said, he said that he was told that this thing, obviously, it was heading back for you know the area where they had kept the goats or whatever. Right. Uh, they this was the first time he'd saw it, and so he sitting there on the porch. Of course, he had his rifle. Uh, he mm-hmm. took a shot at it, and right. then it bailed. But that he was uh, about two days later, he was doing something around the barn. He came around the corner, and this thing was standing there looking at him again. And he said at that point, it was only about 30 yards away. Oh, wow. And luckily, he had his rifle. He took it off the four wheeler. Mm-hmm. Folks, everybody in Texas has a four wheeler, too, just so you know. I'm not sure. It's kind of like a thing yeah. where you just, if you live out in the country and you got two or three acres, you got to have a, a four wheeler, you know? Yeah. Everybody seems to have one. These ranches out here in Texas, and believe me, yeah. there's a lot of little ranches, a lot of big ranches, a lot of farms. That's what Texas is. Yeah, it is. takes the place of what horses, you know, you'd have to saddle up a horse to get around the yeah, ranch. Yeah, most people just use a Polaris, I guess yeah. they're called. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a real popular one. Yeah, and so he, he said he grabbed the rifle and just aimed right at it, and this thing just like ducked and ran like it turned. He said it was bigger than his four wheeler. Holy and he said that it was a humongous and 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 according to uh my friend that that he, there were pictures of the tracks he oh. had pictures of them now this happened back in the 80s this oh. wasn't like a a, 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 a current recent. thing yeah and the interesting thing about this story though is that the, that this black cat it continued to prowl around and be in that area and he shot at it a couple more times oh. um which I'm not going to get into all that I didn't you know I didn't have time for the we don't have time for all that but I'm going to tell you that area is known for the for black panthers oh, and wow. they are extremely uh oversized. Really? They are, yeah, they are extremely oversized and one of the things I hear about 
I, I heard a story from a guy. Uh, he's originally from Elgin, but uh, that's not far from here, folks. Mm-hmm. It's kind of in between my hometown and, and here. It's um, kind of in between here and Austin, where we're at, and Houston. Yeah. He was out in, in the country, out, out in, 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 but he was closer to where this other stuff was happening. But oh, he's okay. from Elgin, but th- he knew what these things were because his grandfather had talked about these cats. When they talk about these cats, they don't talk about them like they're normal creatures. Uh, they're very large, they're very big, and they're very powerful, and they will snatch up anything that they can. And they've always been a nuisance here in Texas. It's like the the hog problem. Yeah, We just kind of live with the day-to-day that there are creatures out there like that in the woods out here in Texas. They will kill you. Like Vic and me have talked before, the woods is not the zoo. No. You know, if you want to go out camping and hiking and having fun, whatever. Well, remember, people go missing all the time, and we don't know what That's takes true. you takes them, but what could take you. But it could be one of these things. Yeah. One of the, and one of the things is that the, the, the legends out there are that there are shapeshifters, shape shifting people that turn into these cats. Now, that's a German legend that was brought over, I think, from the werewolf legends, because that community in the area was a lot of Germans that settled yeah. in that area by the river, and Czech and German. Yeah. And and so, and a lot of Sudetenland uh, Czechs, they were actually Germans that were living in the in Czechoslovakia. Yeah, the that, Czech, which, what, Czech what, Republic. Well, what no, it was today? Czechoslovakia back then. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. And, and so... There were stories of that, and I've heard my my grandmother would be my step grandmother, my dad's stepmother, tell stories of these uh, big cats, and that wow. they were on that side of the family, and that they lived out there. And uh, I heard a guy, like I said, he was from Elgin. Sorry for going around in a circle. That that he saw one of these things leap out in front of his his uh, van, him and oh, his wow. him and his wife, and that it was up to up to the height of the van, not the top of the van, but he said up to the hood. Yeah, the because the, yeah, and on vans the hood sits a little bit higher. And he said it was a work van. It was okay. a work. Yeah, it was like a work style van. It wasn't no minivan. So that's a big van, and this thing was yeah, like that's right. A, in, that's at least. The, I mean, how many feet is the that? hood? The, well, from the ground to to where the hood opens, since it's it, it's different style, and of course, it doesn't have much of a nose at the front end of the van. Oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> Since the vans don't have a big front end, you know, big nose on them, and the, and the hoods are smaller, but they do, like you said, sit up higher. So, mm-hmm. my guess, and this is strictly a guess, my guess is at least four feet. Yeah, four I would and a half say feet, four or five feet. Until yeah. you, you know, that you can reach it. Someone, you know. And, and, I, and this is old country guy. He didn't give me the, the estimations of what he just said. It leaped out in front of him yeah. on the road. Uh, folks, that's all the time we have for for t- tonight. And uh, you know this this story, we're gonna have to revisit it in a later episode. Well, I got some more big cat stories. Let all me tell right. you. But right now, we got to plug the email. Wow, um, man, I love it. We could go on all night. So I tell you what, Wolf. me and you could definitely talk all night about. It. All right, we're gonna plug the email. It's doswolfman88 at gmail dot com. Uh, everybody, tune in uh, next week. We're gonna be dropping these shows like hotcakes every Friday. Um, it's going to be, uh, the same n- night that Vic drops his show. Me and Vic have talked about that. So, um, yeah, Friday nights, the one, two punch, it's going to be paranormal round table folks tune in. And then Vic is going to have, uh, his spooktacular show with the dog man stories you coming know, get at you. Your latest and greatest. Yeah. Episode. And, and, and don't forget, we have a lot of good shows out there. Friends, venomous fringe, uh, our friends there. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, with Chris edge, he's a good guy. Check his show out. Um, and so everybody, Uh, We had a good time, and we will see you next week. Oh, yeah. And remember, everyone, this is Paranormal Roundtable. We cover just about anything and everything under that uh, umbrella. So, hey, thanks for being here with us tonight. That's right. You have a good night, good day, good evening, wherever you're from. Sign on.